It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Steve Kerr gives us an official update on DeMarcus Cousins, lets us know who will start in his place and why. Also talks about Kevin Durant and the matchup that he's facing, how he'd like him to play moving forward. Kevin Durant also talks about the defense he's been going up against the Clippers and uh, Patrick Beverly, how it's more the scheme than it is Patrick Beverly. And another playoff team makes a run at Bob Myers. But since it's a playoff team, it's not the team we're all thinking of. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What is happening? If you are looking for Locked On Warriors, go and download the new podcast app, Himalaya, and tell your smart device to play Locked On Warriors. Maybe click that subscribe button, too, for me. Uh, But Himalaya is the new podcasting app. It's one of the best. It curates personal playlists for you and is adding brand new features every single day. But you can also find me on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. And not only that, you can find all the Locked On Network uh, on those those podcasting apps because we don't just do Locked On Warriors. We don't just do NBA. We got MLB, NFL, big college uh, football, basketball. We got all the programs covered. So be sure to check out everything Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. We mean it when we say your team every day. Now, back to the dubs and specifically Steve Kerr. He spent some time today talking to the media about, definitely about DeMarcus Cousins because of the fact that Cousins is out now, man. He is injured, tore his quad, his left quad, and according to Steve Kerr, is going to be out for the remainder of the playoffs. And his reasoning is obviously sound and makes sense, but I'm going to let him explain it to you himself. Here was Steve Kerr at uh, shoot-around earlier today. He will not need surgery. Uh, uh, DeMarcus uh, most likely will not be back during the playoffs. He's probably looking at a couple months recovery, so it's unlikely. Um, But Rick told me that um, there are occasions where that injury heals uh, faster. So, you know, we're leaving the door open, obviously. But, um, you know, more than anything, uh, I'm just just crushed for DeMarcus. Torn, torn quadriceps. So that's the extent of what I, I, I don't know what it, the severity of the 
is there a plan for him to like be around the team, be away from the team right now? Or There's no plan right now. Okay. Um, you know, he needs to be comfortable. So no, there's, there's no no plan. I haven't talked to Rick about that. You mentioned kind of the, the devastating nature of his story at this point. Have you talked to him at all? Or? Uh, texted. I've not uh, not seen him uh, since the since game night. So uh, I've texted and we're you know I'm going to try to connect with him as soon as, as soon as we can. But I think you know he's understandably crushed. So uh, it's just. It's, it's just disappointing at every level. So there's Steve Kerr on the Cousins situation. One of the things he said is he's out for the postseason, we believe, but we're leaving the the door open just a sliver, just a crack, because it takes a couple months to rehab from the torn left quad, and they have two months until the finals. And if for some reason Boogie can heal quicker, uh, it happens. You know, some people heal, heal quicker than others, regardless of the time frame. So if that happens, there's potential that he could come back. But he's not counting on it, and he would rather it be a, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but he would rather it happen that way than to put expectations that Boogie will be back. And excuse me, I know he doesn't like to be called Boogie anymore. So there's the DeMarcus update. Steve Kerr also mentioned uh, in his availability that Bogut will be starting uh, tomorrow for the Warriors, and it's just about his size and his defensive presence uh, that he'll be starting, and because the the Clippers have at least started Zubats, and Harrell comes off the bench. And hopefully, if Looney goes for another 19 points, Steve Kerr will play him more than you know five minutes in the second half, uh, but we'll see. So that's going to be the rotation. It's going to be Bogut. It's going to be Looney. Definitely some Draymond Green at center. And I, I assume we'll see some Jordan Bell, just hoping that they'll be able to find something with him. You know, catch the, what is it, lightning in a bottle. Uh, but he definitely blew some assignments in his short amount of minutes in game two. Uh, in his two minutes, he managed to get yelled at by both Draymond and... Andre Iguodala within two minutes. So um, we'll see what happens as far as the center position is concerned. But they still have those three as well as Draymond uh, to to fill in. So tough loss about Boogie. But there's the update. And we'll just have to wait the two months and see. There's potential for a storybook ending. But there's also potential that his season's over. So we... We'll see. Uh, Draymond Green also spoke at shoot-around as well as Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was incredibly detailed and confident and cool. And when he was asked about his situation over the last couple games and playing against Patrick Beverly and the Clippers defense that they're throwing at him, which he called gimmicky and he has, and I've talked about the defense that they're playing too and that Patrick Beverly is getting too much credit for it. He deserves some because he's one of the players, but the fact that there's articles being written about the heart and soul of the Clippers and he's shutting down KD is incorrect because what they're doing to affect KD is, well, you know what? Kevin Durant explains it better than I ever could. So let me throw you to this Kevin Durant audio where he talks about uh, just the entire situation. 
And he also has a pretty chilling line that uh, I loved. And especially depending on how he performs tomorrow and throughout the rest of this series, uh, I think everyone else will love too. So anyways, here it is, KD's, uh, a portion of KD's uh, press availability today. Well, we had a nice Florida game. You know, let's go back to the whole last month of the season. We've been playing this way for a while. And when we got to this series, um, you know, game one, we had some nice momentum. They're playing a gimmick defense, which has been working, top blocking everything on the perimeter. So guys not even looking at a three-point line. They're just forcing guys inside the three-point line. So for us, when I get the ball in my spots, you know, I got a pest, Patrick Beverly, who's up underneath me. Well, I could definitely shoot over top and score every time if it's a one-on-one situation. But we got a guy that's dropping and helping, and then we got another guy that's just sitting on me waiting, waiting for me to dribble the basketball. If I put the basketball on the floor, I can, you know, I could probably make 43% of my shots if I shoot them like that. But that's not really going to do nothing for us at uh, the outcome of the game, you know, because we got a nice flow. Everybody touching the rock, everybody shooting and scoring. So I'm not going to let, I'm not going to get in the way of the game because, you know, I want to have a little back and forth with Patrick Beverly. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Are they are they tilting the floor? You mentioned kind of the defense they're playing. Are they overplaying it more than? Uh, or is there a time in your career you can remember a defense maybe in a playoff series playing you this way? Yeah, for sure. I've been playing against every defense. It's not just the that tight, you know, but the constant help on my drives, the poking at the ball as I'm dribbling, the, you know, two guys rushing me as I'm beating somebody off the dribble. You know, that's how I learned how to pass the ball and kind of be patient, a little bit more patient before the catch, you know. So, you know, I got to, you know, I got to set up shots sometimes, you know, and, and clear out space so I can get my stuff going. But in this series, it's kind of weird because, you know, uh, when the guy is that small, you know, you got the advantage. Um, but, you know, the refs see, you know, we, we, listen, we hear David and Goliath a lot growing up, you know. So that story is pretty pretty much prominent in people's minds. So when you put that out there on the court against me, then the refs going to give him a little bit more. So when he run up on me like a pit bull, grab me, hold me, I don't mind it. That's why he make his money. That's how he feed his family. But if I throw something back, then let us play. You get what I'm saying? So I got four or five offensive fouls like that. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, uh, each possession, how I could be more effective without getting offensive fouls. So there it is, Kevin Durant with a detailed description of the type of defense that the Clippers are playing and how it's affecting him and how he could just shoot over Patrick Beverly every time. But the fact that they're sending these double teams is not allowing them to, or him to, excuse me. Uh, but he also mentioned uh, that I'm Kevin Durant. Y'all know who I am. You know who I am. So... I would imagine you could just hear it. He's uh, he's fired up. I would imagine a big game from KD coming up this evening because I do believe that he and Steph and everyone else are pretty upset about not only how game two went, but I think KD is pretty tired of the talk that he's hearing about Patrick Beverly and the way that this series is going. So I would imagine that there's going to be some uh, some hell to pay. I would hope at least. <laughs> we will see. But the way he's talking and the, the way he sounds, uh, that is a motivated, confident Kevin Durant, which is good for the Warriors, might not be great for the Clippers. Going to take a quick break, come back. I want to play Draymond Green's entire uh, press availability because he got into detail about what is going wrong with him and how he intends to fix it and just the team overall and how they feel about 
you know, the first two games of this series and everything. He usually has a great pulse on this team. So that's going to be coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Microsoft Surface and Teams. At CDW, we get the future of remote meetings works differently. Oh, going right from lunch directly into a meeting, that could be awkward. But with Microsoft Surface devices with Teams orchestrated by CDW, the future works better. Touchscreen voice capabilities keep Teams engaged and productive, enabling you to always collaborate with confidence. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Psst, you have a spinach in your teeth. Thanks for the tip, man. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash surface. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What is good? The Dubs taking on the Clippers in Game 3 tonight after an historic meltdown, a 31-point comeback by the Clippers. I'm really excited slash nervous, but more excited to see how the Dubs respond tonight because what I expect them to do is come out and have a game similar to Game 1 where they get up 31 points but actually finish it this time. But I'm also nervous because, man, they just took a real shot in the mouth against the Clips last game. And are they going to be staggered at all, knowing this team? Probably not. But, I mean, look, I, we've had to sit on it for two-plus days. So I'm just – I'm waiting for it, and I'm excited. Can't wait to see what happens. I still obviously have the dubs, and I think they respond great tonight. But it's going to take a lot from KD. Can he be a little more aggressive, or can they figure out a way? It's time for Steve Kerr to do some coaching, too. You know, if you want, Steve Kerr mentioned he wants KD to take 20, 30 shots. KD kind of responded during his press uh, availability, that's not what I do. That's not what I've done for the last month, month and a half, where he's averaging 13 shots over the last month of the regular season. And over the last nine games, it's down to 10. So that's also part of why I'm saying the Patrick Beverly stuff needs to chill, because this is the way KD's been playing, regardless of what quote-unquote pit bull defender is on him. But as far as tonight goes, Steve Kerr might need to make some adjustments, figure some things out to make, find ways to get KD open shots because they are sending these double teams. And that's what KD was saying. They're sending double teams all the time. And so it, it's, yeah, he could he could figure out a way, but Steve Kerr needs to also do his part to find a way to get KD open. Another thing this team has to do, not just for these Clippers games, but moving forward throughout the playoffs, and you've heard me say it a bunch, is cut down on the turnovers. Cut them in half, basically. They've averaged, what, 21 and a half per game over these first two playoff games. Draymond has had 10 through the first two playoff games. They have to cut down on these. KD had nine in his last game. That is a bigger factor than him only taking so many shots because he also gets to the line a bunch. So, But the, the, the turnovers have to stop regardless of who it is. Draymond, KD, Steph, Clay, whoever. 
they got to cut him down by at least half. Draymond actually was asked about this, spoke about it uh, in his availability. I'm going to actually play the whole thing for you. It's about four and a half minutes long, but he gets into, Draymond is always an entertaining listen. He gets into some good stuff about the team and what they need to do moving forward and just the vibe around the team. So here it is, uh, Draymond Green from uh, yesterday. Uh, we didn't really watch the tape of the second half. We just watched some clips. Uh, but I don't really need to watch tape anyway to know what the second half looked like. This last what? It's been the collective mood within the past uh, of practice. Though. Last couple days? No, like yesterday and today. What's well, yesterday I yeah. spent the day with my family. It was incredible. Um, today, when we went through film and we practiced, not really sure what the move was supposed to be. Just watch film and practice. Like any other day. What can you do better to slow move? Uh, it's got to be more decisive. You know, I think some of the times where you know you're kind of guessing whether you should attack them or fall back, you just got to be more decisive, be, be more aggressive, and make them play in the crowd. I just encourage them to play basketball. Every field he should play it. It's not really my job to decide what somebody else should do, how they feel they should play the game of basketball, that's, that's all now. Hey, well, what do you guys go from here with it? Obviously, the news with DeMarcus and his injury center spot. I mean, obviously, you know, we're first and foremost, we're playing for DeMarcus. Um, you know, for him to be in his first playoffs and then first quarter of the second game, go down with an injury like that, it sucks. Uh, so, you know, we feel bad for him and we're playing for him. Uh, you know, and then, uh, secondly, you know, you know, we you know, we got some depth. So obviously, Bogut, um, you know, signing Bogut now is even more important. Uh, you know, Loon's been playing great, and you know, JB got to make sure he stays ready as well as Jonas. You never know uh, which way it's going to go. Uh, but you know, losing Demarcus obviously hurts. Uh, but you know, we we've lost guys in recent years. That's extremely important to what we do, and you know. We're still able to come out with a championship because it's that next guy up mentality, and that next guy got to be ready to come in and give give the team what he can give them. I don't think anyone's going to give us exactly what Demarcus gives us, you know. Um, but in saying that, we you know still need guys to come in to play the role. Draymond, how's he doing? Have you been able to talk to him at all? Uh, I haven't. Um, you know. Kind of trying to find that balance to try to give a guy encouragement, but also give him a space, you know. So just shot him a text. Uh, but I mean, who knows what the hell is going through his mind right now? So you know, in a situation like that, you know, I like to err more on the side of space, you know, and let, let people gather their thoughts. And you know, um, I think so many times you want to talk and. You know, tell a guy this, tell a guy that. Let that man go through his emotions and, like, however he feel he need to do that, do that, you know. So many times we think we got the answers. We don't, you know. So whatever that emotion is, let him experience that. And that's how I feel about it, and that's the approach I'm taking. So basically, you've got about a year for him. Absolutely. 
always. But like I said, at the same time, give them the space because like people, some sh like that, you you need space. So, but always here. Stop turning the ball over. Yeah. Um, you know, I like the pace I'm at. I like the speed I'm at. Uh, you know, and the aggressiveness. But I gotta stop turning the ball over. That's unacceptable. Uh, and just continue to get better. You know, uh, regardless of how one person played or feel they played, we won one series. So, you know, individual performances don't really matter. How are the turnovers related to sort of that playoff intensity? Uh, I think just a little, you know, want to make something happen so bad. You just got to settle down and take whatever's there. Uh, can't always make something happen. Times you can, but times you just got to let it come to you. So what I appreciate about Steph, Draymond, KD, all these guys, they're very self-aware. And Draymond is clearly self-aware. He knows the turnovers have to stop. He knows he hasn't been good as far as uh, ball security is concerned. And he just, he plays, like Steve Kerr said earlier in the day, we didn't have the sound, but he said he plays with his hair on fire. And that's one of the best parts about him. But it also leads to him trying to do too much and making trying to make too many extraordinary plays. And it can hurt us at times, and he knows that. And that's kind of what you heard from Draymond about the turnovers. So let's see if they can correct it. They're going to need to. They're definitely going to need to. Uh, we talked about the boogie injury a little earlier. One of the things that I don't want to call it a benefit of the DeMarcus Cousins injury, but the bottom line is when DeMarcus Cousins is on the floor, uh, according to Tom Haberstrow, shout out Tom Haberstrow, when DeMarcus Cousins is on the floor, Steph's points drop to 19.9 per 36 minutes. So Steph, being Steph, being the, the great guy that he is, willing to sacrifice to bring KD and willing to sacrifice when Boogie's here, DeMarcus, excuse me, he sacrifices when DeMarcus is on the floor. And it's down to 19.9. When DeMarcus is not on the floor, Steph's scoring goes up to 31 points per, per 36 minutes. So I would imagine to see a lot more Steph Curry in the next two months without DeMarcus Cousins. So it's not a benefit, but it's just a, I don't know, a factor of circumstance when Boogie's there or not. So something to look for is Steph to go off pretty much, uh, which he has a tendency to do. And he went off in the first half in game two. It was the second half that killed him where he went two of nine after uh, picking up his fourth foul, which by the way, maybe that's something Steve Kerr looks at. Steph Curry picks up his fourth foul when you're up 31 with seven and a half minutes. Maybe let him play out the next couple minutes to see how it goes, to see if you push that lead even further. Maybe you push that lead to 40, and then really that's an impossible lead to come back from, even though we thought 31 was an impossible lead to come back from. Uh, but anyways, look for Steph to go off tonight. Look for KD to go off, whether it's uh, scoring, uh, playmaking, defense. KD is going to be motivated tonight. And look for Draymond to have a little more ball control. Take it a little more seriously. We will see, though. Going to take one more quick break, come back, go over uh, more of the playoff action that happened last night, and uh, maybe some of it might affect the Warriors. We'll see.
That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash watsonassistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just went over what the dubs need to do over the next well, over the playoffs, really, but especially in Game 3, to get right, to work out the kinks and play the brand of basketball that they know they can and hopefully will. But as far as the other playoff games go, we had three games last night. Only one of them was good. The other two were stinkers. Uh, the first game, Boston against Indy, was damn good. Came down to the wire. Boston ends up getting the win off of a nice flurry by Jason Tatum towards the end of the game. Boston wins 99-91. to And similar to the Clippers, man, you have to give the Pacers credit for how hard they play and just not willing to go away. The Pacers did have, uh, I think, a lead up to about 15 at one point in this game. So Boston did have a nice little comeback. Kyrie played great. Jason Tatum had himself a nice game as well. But... I'm still impressed by the Pacers and just the way they, they've been able to get after it without Victor Oladipo throughout the entire season without him or the entire time that they didn't have him during the season. And then in the playoffs against the Celtics, especially tonight, and also especially after that first game one clunker that was, what, 84-74? to 74? Pass. Hard pass on that one. Bucks and Pistons, look, shout out the Pistons for making it a close game at half. I think it was tied or maybe they were even up one at half. Uh, but then in the second half, the Bucks do what they did and actually get a 21-point win against the Pistons. It was 120-299, and the Greek freak is as freakish as he's always been. Uh, that dude is scary, scary good. He actually went 11 of 18 for 26 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Another night at the office for the Greek freak. And the third game, which potentially has an effect on the Warriors, Assuming they win this Clippers series, it looks like they'll be today will be taking on Houston in the second round. Look, I know it's only two games in and things can change, but Houston at the moment is up 24 on the Jazz. Full disclosure, I am doing this while the game is going on, and one of the only reasons I'm doing that is because the Rockets are up 24 with 10 minutes left in the fourth. Now, we saw a crazy comeback a couple nights ago. Anything can happen, and if it does... I will come back in and fix this. But for right now, I'm calling this game. Pretty sure the Rockets are going to get the W. We'll go up 2-0 on the Utah Jazz. Uh, but we'll see what happens when they go back to Utah because you can make the argument 
The Rockets haven't done anything that they're not supposed to do. Winning two games at home, but they've won them pretty convincingly. So we'll see. Should be a interesting, crazy potential matchup with the Warriors in round two. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow where we'll be recapping this playoff game, game three of Dubs and Clippers, hopefully with a better outcome than game two. But we'll see. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans. This is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.